Heavenly Father, we come to you in prayer, God, just so grateful for this morning. It's great to uh, be together. It's great to see so many new faces. Father, I pray that you will be with us and open our hearts wide to your word this morning. God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for taking care of us. I pray for those who aren't here with us, who may be ill or traveling, that you will watch over them as well. Father, thank you for your word. It's through your sons and we pray. Amen. 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 And so, um, have you guys ever seen the movie The Princess Bride? Pretty good movie, right? Um, I talked about that this morning when I was talking to the the children's church uh, teachers, and pretty much all of them saw that movie, right? But it's it's an interesting love story, uh, romance, I suppose, uh, but also comedy as well. And, um, you know, at the outset of the movie, um, a poor farm, farm boy named Wesley is constantly ordered around by Buttercup, right? She constantly orders him around and she, she tells him to shine her saddle or, or to, to bring water to the house, right? And all he says in response to this is, there you go, as you wish. Right? That's all he says. She orders him around and, and his response is only as you wish. Right? And so later in the film, she goes so far as to push him off this hill and tells him to die. And you can hear him falling and he's saying, as you wish, as he falls off this hill, right? But you know, the interesting thing is that it is a phrase of submission, of dying to our own will and obeying the will or authority of someone around us. Yeah. You know, we submit every day. We do this every day. Children, they submit to their teachers by doing their homework, right? Students do that, right? We submit to the law by obeying the speed limit, at least I hope, right? <laughs> Uh, I, I, some of you guys are looking at me like, oh, my bad. <laughs> but yeah, at least I, I hope we're submitting to the law by obeying the speed limit. But the thing is, do we do that in God's church? Do we submit to one another in God's church? You know, as Christians, we're called to submit first to Jesus Christ. Then we're also called to submit to one another. So we're going to look at those these two uh, this morning is the first thing is we need to submit first to Jesus. Let's turn our Bibles to Ephesians 5, starting in verse 1. Ephesians 5, starting in verse 1. The Bible says, follow God's example. Therefore, as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. You know, Paul begins Ephesians 5 here by by encouraging the church to be imitators of God, right? To follow God's example. And what, what makes this possible is that We are his dearly loved children. That's why this is possible. That's why it's possible to imitate him. That's why it's possible to follow God's examples because 
We are his children. And so Paul gives this encouragement, guess what? Before noting that Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. So in other words, to be an imitator of Christ, according to this passage, is to give ourselves up for each other. If we're going to imitate Jesus, who gave himself up for, for us all and for the world, we're imitating him. That means that we must, too, give ourselves up for each other. Sacrifice and submit for each other. Paul goes on in the rest of this chapter to explain what this means for ethical living, right? And it's kind of like a parent, a parent who has this kind of unwavering commitment to their child. This reflects the sacrificial love Jesus has for us. It's an unwavering commitment. We'll do whatever it takes. We'll submit and commit themselves for their children. You know, to truly submit to one another, our first step is to submit ourselves fully to Jesus. And so I have a question for us this morning. Are we resisting his love? Are we resisting his love? How can we deepen our commitment to Jesus? How can we deepen our commitment to him? How can we give, give ourselves and submit to Jesus? And so the second thing is we have to submit second to one another. And this is where we're going to camp out for a little bit longer. In Ephesians 5, starting in verse 21, it makes it plain, Paul makes it plain here. He says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Out of reverence for Christ, we submit to one another. And this is the first one another we're going to talk about, but we should be, we should be submitting to each other. See, this is contrary to what the world thinks. Right? This sounds, coming out of my mouth, it even sounds kind of strange. But that's what the scriptures say. This is what Paul says. He says, submit to one another. And so Paul continues with this, with this, with this household, you know, responsibilities in Ephesians 5 and in Ephesians 6 about husbands and wives. But what's interesting is that he doesn't provide any specific qualifications for submitting. For instance, if the scriptures say here in verse 21 to submit to one another, then later on he says, wives submit to your husbands. I want to challenge us to understand that it's not just wives submitting to their husbands, but husbands submitting to their wives. Right? It's, it's all of us submitting to each other. Now, if we, if, we, if we keep this worldly mentality of what submitting means, that will sound very strange. But when we, when we look at the fact that we're doing this in reverence for Christ, and the fact that Jesus submitted 
to us and for us, then the submitting to one another becomes a whole lot more comparable. And we can understand that a whole lot better now. Because Jesus did it for us. You know, the example, the main example, is that Christ Jesus died on the cross for us, submitted himself to die on the cross. He submitted himself to shame. He submitted himself to torture. He submitted himself to death for humanity so that we would learn from that as an example and submit to one another. He didn't exert divine authority, right? He could have, he could have, called out all these angels and just put an end to it, but he submitted as a son of God. He could have avoided death as a son of God, but he didn't do that, nor did he exert his human authority as a rabbi to protect himself. He submitted himself for us. He laid down his life and we are called to do the same out of reverence for Christ. Do you revere Jesus? No, Romans 12, 10, it says, honor one another above yourselves. Philippians 2, 3 says, in humility, consider others better than yourselves. Consider others better than you. That's challenging. You know, if we were serious about doing these things, we would all be quick to submit. Not only to leaders, if we are indeed doing that, but to other brothers and sisters as well in God's church. Not only wives to husbands, but husbands to wives. Not only rich to poor, but poor to rich. Or not only poor to rich, but rich to poor. Take note of this. You know, in Jesus Christ, submitting isn't an admission of inferiority. You're not saying that you're inferior if you submit. Jesus submits. And he's not inferior. <laughs> you're not saying you're less than if you submit. It's, it's simply an affirmation that others are valued and important enough to be heard. To be loved and their needs responded to. In God's very peculiar way, submission makes us great. Amen. Submission makes us incredible disciples. Submission gives us power as Christians. But we, when we don't submit, where are we? 
You're called to submit to others, regardless of their age, regardless of their gender, regardless of their of their race. But unfortunately, we have a, a worldly mentality of submission. Our mentality sometimes is, is how, how can I get someone to do what I want them to do? What do I need to do to make them do what I want them to do? Rather than how can I serve? How can I help? How can I love and encourage? How can I support people so that they can be lifted up to become more like Christ? It's not how can I get somebody to do what I want, but how can I encourage? How can I love? Sometimes Christians, as as Christians, we can get so swept up in the in the roles that are assigned to us, whether it be in the church or at home. We get so caught up with that, in this role mentality, right? Because that's what we learn in the workplace, right? It's rewarded so so highly in our workplaces, but in God's church, should it be? We get so swept up in that, that we forget the posture that we're supposed to have in being Christ-like. We, we forget who we're supposed to be before Jesus in the kingdom of God. And it's a posture of, quite frankly, submission and humility. You know, you may be, like we, like we talk about the princess bride, you may, you may be a prince or princess according to the world. But in the family of Christ, you're exhorted to submit to the pauper. You may be a dominating personality, but you're commanded to submit to the passive individual. You may be a wise elder. You may know so much and have had so much experiences in your lives, but you are called to perhaps submit to a young child. We were in children's church earlier this morning with the teachers and and Rome was in there. And I said to them, if Rome says to me, JD, this is wrong, I should be willing to submit. Especially the fact that he's a disciple now. Right? I should be willing to submit. Are we willing to submit? Or has our pride taken us over? where we feel like we're beyond that. Again, our example is in Jesus Christ. So how are you dying to yourselves and submitting to others in the body this morning? How is that going? Are you cherishing and uplifting those around you? Are you building them up or are you dragging them down? Are you listening to and obeying the meek and the mild? Or are you trying your best to overpower the meek and the mild? Christ calls you to imitate him. 
which is to submit. To submit to Jesus. To submit to God. To submit to one another. I know this is challenging to our pride, but guess what? That's the call from the scriptures. God calls us to submit. You know, as we take a look this morning at communion, I don't know if you guys have heard of this movie, Malachi, or heard of Father Damien. He was a, a Belgian Catholic priest, right? And it's irrelevant what you think of other denominations, and it's irrelevant what you think of Catholic priests or whatever. But when you understand his story, it should move your heart. Um, he is a priest who went to serve in what was considered a God-forsaken place. He stood with other priests and, and they asked for volunteers. And about five volunteers stood up to go to Hawaii. To Molokai, Hawaii. And he was chosen. They said, Father Damon, you go. And it's this it's an island where Hawaiians with Hansen's disease, what was then known as leprosy, they were quarantined on this island. And so he was sent there to help them by himself and everybody else. They're all lepers. They said, stay for a month. Don't touch anybody for a month. They said, don't eat anything that you didn't prepare yourself for a month. Damien lived and shared food and cared for others at great cost to himself for over 12 years. Over 12 years. In the movie, you see, you see this depiction of a doctor coming to, to help some of the children. He has this new medication that he wants some of them to try, right? And there was this one little boy who quickly took the medication. He's standing there, he quickly took the medication with a spoon. Father Damien fed it to him because the doctor didn't want to get near him. There's another the little boy that said that he tried to give the med feed the medication to, and he's like, mm -mm, no way, not going to take it. Now this young boy, who the second one, doesn't have an arm anymore because of leprosy. And Father Damien says, okay, now remember, this one spoon he used to feed medicine to one of the lepers' children. Father Damien then takes the medicine, puts it in his mouth, and takes it with the same spoon. Then he used that spoon, and now the other child feels like, okay, because Father Damien took it, I'll take it. And the doctor's looking at him like, are you insane? And he's touching them. He's hugging them. 
He's kissing them on the forehead and on the cheek. He's eating with them. He's doing everything he's not supposed to be doing with these people. And so after 12 years, Father Damien contracted leprosy as well. And after four years of suffering with the disease, he died. And he wrote this message to his brother at the end of his life. And it says this, I am gently going to my grave. It is the will of God. And I thank him very much for letting me die of the same disease and in the same way as my lepers. I am very satisfied and very happy. You know, Damien submitted himself to a forsaken people, even to death. You know, submission is not something we learn from the world, but from Jesus Christ. It's a call to submit. The call to submission is a call to Jesus Christ and the cross. Jesus submitted himself to us and for us. And as we prepare for communion, let's reflect on the ultimate act of submission. Who is Jesus Christ? Laying down his life for each and every one of you. In the cross and in submission, we find the wisdom and we find the power of God. Submission. We call ourselves imitators of Jesus who submitted himself for us, but yet we find it hard to be submissive. We look at it like it's a bad word. Just as Father Damien served those on the island of Maokai, embodying a Christ-like submission, even unto death, so did Jesus serve humanity, all of humanity. And he didn't, he didn't stay distant. <laughs> he didn't stay distant from us. Just like Father Damien didn't stay distant from them, even though he was told to. Jesus didn't stay distant from us and say, you know what, you need to be at arm's length. Didn't stay distant from humanity. He became one with us, sharing in our suffering and eventually giving his life. And so as we take communion this morning, remember and participate in the sacrifice and submission of Christ. And let this communion also remind us to submit first to Christ and then to one another. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, God, for your word. We thank you for the examples that you've put before us, both in your world, in your word, Father, and the other examples we see on earth. God, I pray that as we take communion this morning, we will reflect 
on how we must submit ourselves to you, Father. God, I pray that we will reflect on Jesus' example of submission. And God, that we will also consider the command to submit to one another. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. And we thank you for your mercy. I pray these things through your son's name. Amen. Amen.